Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler and on this show we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode three of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Now, I am ridiculously excited for this one because it is with a good friend of mine, Rachel Luna, who she was a Marine. She has gone through so much stuff in her life, and her business has recently exploded. And when I say exploded, I mean, this girl is doing amazing stuff. She just did her own $50,000 plus launch. She was just a top affiliate for Todd Herman, which is, if you guys know Todd Herman, you know that is a huge deal. She was one of his top five affiliates. She did over 50,000 in affiliate payments, not sales, 50,000 in payments to her from his last launch. And she just does amazing stuff. And while all that's really cool and money is important, what we talk about today is what do you do when you feel like something's not working? So you'll know that at the beginning of the interview, we'll talk a little bit about email open. And Rachel talks very openly about how she's really struggled with getting people to open her emails. She doesn't know why people aren't opening. It's really frustrating. And, you know, by conventional wisdom of conversion and email marketing, she shouldn't be getting the results that she's getting, right? She shouldn't be doing $50,000 launches followed very shortly after by $50,000 in affiliate sales. But she is. And she has a really unique system that I'm just so excited to share with you guys about how to identify the things in your life that and your business that you feel are stuck or failing and how to flip the script. You guys know I love that. Flip the script and give you a better perspective 
so that you can actually create the results you want and stop dwelling on the things that frankly don't really matter that much. So with all that being said, I cannot wait to introduce you to my good friend, Rachel Luna. Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. What up, homeboy? Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am super excited to have you here because we're going to talk about so much exciting stuff. We're going to talk about confidence in your business and list building and strategies for confidence. And before we do all that, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much. Like you said, my name is Rachel Luna, and I am the founder of the Confident Entrepreneur Academy. And my main mission in life is to really help your confidence match your ambitions. And I really believe that when you raise your confidence, you get more clarity, you make more money, and you make a bigger impact. And that is my, you know, that's what I'm here to do. That's what I was born to do. I love it. I love it. So let's jump right into the good stuff. Before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about what the heck do we talk about? Because you have (laughs) some crazy awesome stuff. You are great at list building, great at affiliate launches, great at regular launches, great at planning, great at confidence. You basically do it all. But something that we were talking about is how you have areas of your business where, you know, from an outsider looking in or, or even internally, it feels like it might be failing a little bit. And one of the things we had really highlighted was, you know, your open rates on your email. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about what do you do? And let's start with like a blanket answer and then we'll really dive in and get the good stuff. But what do you do when something's not working? And for you, it's email open rates. You know, you said that you feel like they're just not where they need to be. Or, you know, for me, sometimes my Facebook ads under convert or I have people who are like, nobody will sign up for my opt-in. What do you do when you feel like you're failing someone? Okay. So first of all, thank you for the lovely compliments. And I think you said something really important when it looks like to the outside that you're great at everything. I think that's, you know, you said when it looks like to the outside, like you're failing, most people don't ever see me, you know, like a duck I look on the top. I look cool and calm. Most people don't see me like losing my stuff, really. So I think that's a better distinction. Like, what do you do when it looks like everything is good to go, but you know, internally, there are a lot of things going wrong. So for me, I started to notice a decline in my open rate a couple months ago. And at first, I thought it was just a summer slump. Because I would, you know, I had been used to getting anywhere between 25 and 27% open rate, 28% on great days. And for me, that was really good. That's pretty industry average, right? I would say. Yeah, right around there. Perfect numbers. Right. Perfect numbers. And then we upgraded to Infusionsoft and it was fine. I noticed that there was a little bit of a dip. We went down to like 22% and I was like, "Mm, okay. Over the past summer, it went all the way down to like 12%. And I thought, oh my gosh, what the hell? But I said, okay, summer slump. I asked around. My friends said they were having the same thing. Okay, no worries. I did nothing. I just continued to be consistent. And I thought, well, maybe I just need to be more consistent with sending my emails. But nothing was changing. The rates were still low, low, low. And even as we entered this new year, like the fall came and the same thing. And the only difference I started to see was that for people that had specifically chosen to get on the wait list for my Confident Entrepreneur Academy, those open rates were like 60, 70%. They really wanted to know when my program was going to open. They re- they wanted the sales emails and stuff like that. But the big general list, not so much. So I thought, mm, okay, we got to fix that. We started to play around with the headline. Okay, so maybe it's the subject. Maybe we're not, you know, coming up with 
enticing subject lines enough. So I reached out to a friend. I got some help with my subject lines. Did nothing. Nothing. Okay, well, maybe it's the time. So we started experimenting with the time. And again, nothing. And so really the blanket answer is we just started testing to see what is the problem? What is the real issue here? Why are people not opening my emails when I've had people on my list for years and years? And then, and that was a question too. Are they just over me? And so then we sent out an email that said, are you over me? You know, like, <laughs> do you not want to be on my list? And some people automatically unsubscribed and that was cool because that cleans out your list. And some people were like, no, I love you. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so what we ended up discovering is that not all email platforms are created equal. And so our next level of defense is maybe we need to move away. I hate to leave Infusionsoft because you know it's so robust, but maybe we need to jump ship. Maybe we need to go to Entreport. So before you make any kind of decision and you start like doing drastic things, I have been surveying people left and right. Like what are the pros? What are the cons? What's your open rate look like? How, you know, have you noticed any kind of change in open rate, especially as your list grows? Because that's another thing to take into consideration. As your list grows, your open rate will be affected by that. A lot of people will jump on a list just to get the freebie, but they really don't want to hear from you and they never take the time to unsubscribe. So a lot of times we are sending those emails into another folder that they're going to get to one day that they never get to. So we did a lot of testing. We've done a lot of interviewing with people who have used a couple different platforms that we're looking to switch at. And right now, our general consensus is we're going to move away from Infusionsoft. We are going to test it. And actually, I'll show you a little insight on what we're going to do. We're not quitting Infusionsoft. We're just going to move the list over. And for about two to three months, I'm going to use another platform and see what the open rates are like. And then if the open rates are significantly higher, making absolutely no changes, then we'll cut off Infusionsoft. And the reason why I'm willing to invest two or three months worth is because if I decided I needed to come back to Infusionsoft, I don't want to pay that $2,000 setup fee again. I'd rather lose 600 bucks and test something out than, you know, the setup thing. Anyway, so that's, that's that. Now, in terms of engagement, like, okay, well, how do you keep your business going if nobody's reading your emails? That is when I really believe that you shouldn't have one slice, one element be your whole marketing pie. So my list is not my entire marketing strategy. Facebook is not my entire marketing strategy. Periscope, I use it all. I let, not all. I don't do Twitter too much. But <laughs> I use Periscope. I just started playing around with Snapchat. I'm not seeing much of a return on Snapchat yet, but I think that's because it's a newer platform. It's harder to find people. I use Instagram like a boss and Facebook. And so what I've done is I am meeting my people where they're at. If they're not opening my rates, then I'm going into the groups where I know they're hanging out and I'm contributing value. I'm engaging in conversations over there. And then I also remind people like, I sent out this great email. Did you read it? And so I have noticed that when I do that, when I go to social media and I remind people I sent out an email, a lot of times they will go back in and look for the email and that'll get me about one to 2% more open rate. That was a long answer. Interesting. No, it's, it's good answers. So walk us through this because I'm going to dote on you a little bit here. You were just a top affiliate for Todd Herman, which is like bound to be one of the top digital launches of the year, even though it is literally only January or did you launch in December? It would needless to say 
it was a ridiculously successful launch. And you were one of the top affiliates for his program. And just a couple of months before that, you had also launched your own program to the tune of $50,000 plus. So walk us through maybe a tactical approach to, you know, I don't set the title till afterwards. So we'll probably title it something like, what do you do when people aren't reading your email? But I think that what the listeners might want to hear is maybe it is email, but maybe it's Facebook ads, or maybe it's your group, or it doesn't matter. But how do you tap into your other places when one spot is failing? Like, how do you actually enhance what is working? Because those results are amazing for having such a, you know, for having trouble with your list, you're killing it. Thank you. So first of all, for your listeners, let's be really specific on the numbers and what killing it meant and what my list size looks like. Because I can already see some people making big assumptions with, by the way, story of my life and business. People have always made assumptions about how much money I make and how big my list is. And, and they really have thought some things that are way more exploited than they really are. So for clarification, my own personal launch of the Confident Entrepreneur Academy, which I had launched for the first time this past September, was just over $52,000, which I thought was great because at the time, my list was probably at like 4000 maybe. And then in December, I was an affiliate for Todd Herman and we did over $53,000 in commission. So in the last quarter of 2015 alone, I did over $100,000 in sales. And most of that ended up in my bank account. Thank you, Jesus. Now, for the record, by the time I started to promote Todd, we had built my list up to over 7,000. But before we started the promotion, we scrubbed the list. And so if you're not familiar with what scrub the list is, it means where you go in and you take, you merge all the extras, you remove the people who haven't opened your emails, you take out the balances and all that. And when we were left, it was just over 5,000. And my little heart sank because I thought, oh my gosh, I only have 5,000 people, like we're in trouble. But as a caveat, I have also been an affiliate for Marie Forleo's B-School and with a list of only 1,300, I did over $10,000. So that's not to say that you can't have amazing launches with small lists and I advocate that and I really preach that with the smallest of 1,000, you can have a five-figure launch super easy. So that being said... When I looked at the numbers for Todd's launch, I thought, okay, how are we going to do this? What's the goal? The goal was 14900 And that was because I had decided not to launch my own group coaching program. And I needed to replace the income from that group coaching program. So 49000 excuse me, 14900 was very, very specific. And then guess what happened a few days before Todd's launch? Couldn't make this up. My website gets hacked. Not only does my website get hacked, but it gets hacked to the point where the three developers that I brought in to consult to help me bring it back up, each said they had never seen this much damage done to a website. So I really felt like, oh, F, like, what am I going to do now? Because I don't have a website. I don't have a blog. I don't have the usual tools that I have to make a campaign a success the way that I know how to run it. And that's where I really think this examining of like what to do when it feels like you're failing because I felt in that moment like I was not going to be able to recoup. But that moment was very short-lived because I have a strong, strong, strong mindset super, super strong mindset. And I really believe that when things like that happen, you cannot crumble and start crying 
you can cry because I did for like maybe two or three minutes. But as I was crying, I was sending out emails to my assistants, to my developer. Like I was still in action through the adversity. And so that's a really key element for the listener. When things start to go wrong, do not go into the corner, cry if you must, but keep on taking action and start thinking out of the box of, okay, how can I fix this? So my fix, Zach, you and I both love lead pages. My fix was to turn to lead pages. I set up a temporary redirect where people could still opt into my list. And wouldn't you know, I still had people opting into my list every single day, even with that, ah, my site got hacked, little notification, but still here's a free gift. Then I decided to approach the launch just as I would have if my website were back up, but I used all lead pages. They have a blog. Did you know that they have a lead page template for a blog? So I started writing blogs on lead page. They have sales pages, they have bonus pages, and I did everything as I would have if I had a website, but this time I used lead pages. And guess what? It worked better than if I had had my website because lead pages gives you that real-time analytics and you don't have to go into your Google analytics to try to figure things out, which I loved. So So your website crashed, everything was going wrong, and then it almost seems like It doesn't really matter how bad something is, as long as you find a way to fix it. Right. Thank you. Your guests should know that I have ADD. So sometimes I go off on a tangent. Right. So I just looked for the ways to fix it. So the, the list was already suffering. My list was already suffering and I needed to have a backup. And one thing I think that you all, as you're listening, you really need to be intentional about every platform that you're using. And that is one thing that I really am. So if you follow me on Facebook or if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I don't post every single day, five times a day. And that's because I don't have that much to share at this moment. And so I rather be super intentional so that people will listen when I speak then become the background noise. And I will give you a perfect example. There's someone that I had started following, big time social media guru buff. And I really appreciated this person's work. I think that everything that they share is really good. But they post so often that now when they post, I'm like, ugh, you again? And I put it to the side. Because I'm over it. I'm just like, you're giving me way too much. And I need you to just speak to my need right at this moment. And really get in my head of what I need instead of trying to tell me about everything that's coming up and every great thing that you just heard about. So that's my personal opinion. I know that my ideal avatar is very much like me. They are already overwhelmed. They're already trying to sift through all this extra crap. So I only share things that I know are super relevant and super timely. And I am sensitive to the amount of their time that I take up. Awesome. So... Let's dive a little bit into what you do when it's not working. So you said a couple of things, which is action through adversity. And you said, you know, the importance is diversifying. And Mm -hmm. I think that I'm going to give it back to you in a second, because I don't want to talk too much. But I love that you said, you know, everything went away. But the one thing that didn't go away was your list. And so just because it feels like list building might not be working or not a ton of people are opening, it still ended up being a huge asset for you, even though everything was going wrong, just having access to all those people, even if it wasn't all at once, it ended up being a huge asset for you. So 
I think that's just such a key point to make is no matter what fails, no matter how bad your open rates get, or if you can't get traction on Facebook or ads, you always have that ability to send an email. And even if you can only get to a few people, you'll generally get in front of the right people. That's who's opening your emails anyway. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, that action through adversity, maybe just take us a step further and, you know, you told us some of the specific things you did, but what are, what is the mindset that goes into, like, I've been there. I've been like literally crying in a Starbucks bathroom before. And then like, okay, you got to pull yourself together and like do it anyway. So how do you do that? Is there a way to do that? You're the confidence guru. So I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. So, okay. So first of all, I wrote a little best-selling book called successful people are full of crap, courage, resilience, authenticity, perseverance. And in, in that book, I talk about, you know, you have 24 hours. That is your one free pass to like feel your feelings and go through the emotions and whatever. Sometimes, sometimes, what you really need to do is just step away from the computer. Like I am the type of person where I've already developed the character where I can still put, I can cry. I could literally be crying, sobbing and still write a very cohesive email because I suffered from depression for years. And that's just the way I'm built. But I know that for some people, they're not built that way. And I'm not going to sit here and say, well, just do it. Don't just do it. If you're the type of person that like you really need to sit and marinate with your feelings, you have a free pass of 12 to 24 hours where you step away from it all. You go do something fun with your friends. You refresh, you eat ice cream, you work out, whatever it is that you need to do to get that feel good of my world is not over. And then you give yourself a deadline of, okay, I'm going to take the next 24 hours off. When I come back, I'm going to be ready. And it's important that you talk to yourself that way. When I come back, I am going to be ready because it's not an option. Okay. When I get back, I'm going to try to do this. No. When I get back, I am going to be ready. And I am super specific in the way that I speak to myself and the way that I speak about myself because I'm so fascinated with the brain and the way it stores memories and the way that we process information and the way that we, the way that our subconscious plays tricks on us. So what typically ends up happening, this is the story I hear all the time, some variation of I'm not good enough. My website's not good enough. I didn't answer that question good enough. Right, Zach? I told you about like how I felt when I answered a question. I felt it wasn't, I felt it wasn't good enough. People have been messaging left and right. Oh, you were so good on that thing. And I'm like, oh my God, please fast forward the first 10 minutes. It's terrible. Right? So we all have that narrative of this isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. When that comes up, that is what I call a negative automatic thought. You're not thinking that because deep down, you know, like, no, this is pretty good. It may not be the best, but this is still pretty good. Like I could put this out there, but the negative automatic thought will come up and say, no, you can't. Who do you think you are? You haven't done this. You're not an authority. And that's where you have to hit it with the sassy back talk. I teach this all the time. You have to have this consistent internal dialogue with yourself. And yeah, you're going to feel like a crazy person, but guess what? Crazy people are the ones that actually do extraordinary things. Average ordinary people do average ordinary things. Extraordinary people who are a little bit quirky, who are a little bit eccentric, who are a little bit like off their rockers, those are the movers and the shakers. Those are the people that are really causing chaos in a positive way in this world, right? Like there's positive chaos. Absolutely. So when a thought like that comes in, you either have to validate or disprove the statement. And this is really important. So Zach, give me one of your negative 
thoughts? You, what are your negative automatic thoughts that come up every time you're about to launch something and you get scared? Oh, this is a good one because we just talked about this. I do not think that my podcast interviews are good enough at all. I think they're horrible, but I have to release this podcast. <laughs> right, but you have to release it. So let's validate or disprove it. So number one, have you had great guests? Oh, absolutely. Some of the best. Some of the best. Did you learn something from each episode? Yes. Do you feel that at least one person will be served and really have some great takeaways from listening to your podcast? For sure. Then it's good enough. Oh, I like that. Then it's good enough. We just proved that that statement is false. This, it's not good enough, right? Now, let me ask you this. Can you validate that it's not good enough? Tell me what you think is not good enough. Well, now it feels hard to find something. Aha! <laughs> Isn't that... So I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is the key thing, is that you're looking to prove the statement false. That is your goal. Like, how can I figure out how this is not true? So, but I mean, now let's think. Anything? Anything? I've got nothing. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> So that is my number one tip for shutting down that feeling of inadequacy and building up a confident mindset. Mm, I really, really like that. So just real quick for the listeners, can you recap? Do you have some like maybe core questions that you would ask? Because like those were those were awesome questions. I love them, but like kind of specific to the podcast. So is there stuff like are there like core questions you go to to like disprove something? All right, Zach, let's do this. I will create a worksheet for your people. Oh. Put it on your website forward slash Rachel. So, All right, perfect. What's your let's website? It. it is heartsoulhustle.com. Actually, let's put it in the show notes because you okay. spell your name. There's so many ways to spell Rachel. <laughs> I don't want them to spell it wrong. So if you go to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash three, the number three, that'll take you to the show notes and we'll link right to it. Okay. So we'll put a, yeah, we'll put a little worksheet. I'll put a little worksheet together. But for those of you listening, you're like, but tell me right now. Okay. So <laughs> the, the first thing with a negative automatic thought is what is the thought that I keep hearing in my head over and over again? Because some people have multiple thoughts. I'm not good enough. This is never going to work. People aren't going to like it. What's the thing that's coming up the loudest for you? The next question is, is this a true statement? Whatever Again, I'm not good enough. Is this a true statement? I'm not good enough. Sometimes the automatic answer will be yes. And so then you have to ask yourself, why? Why is it a true statement? And when you, when you get to that why question, which is like why, I both hate and love that question at the same time, but that's where you really have to get real with yourself. Okay, so let's say, for example, your podcast. Let's say we had just started with this is not good enough. Okay, why isn't it good enough? Oh, like I hate the quality. I hate the sound. Okay, can you go back and re-record? No, you can't because you have guests. They're not, I mean, most of them are, are not going to give you another 35, 45 minutes, right? <laughs> so then you can say, okay, how can I make this better? Given everything that I have, all the things that I cannot fix, how can I change and improve the things that I can fix? I really like to think about that that way. And then I go back to, let me make this statement not true. If I put this out into the world, will it bring value? Will it serve? Will it empower? Will it educate? Can I change one person's day with this? One person. If it's a yes, then you know that you've just disproved your whole negative thought. Mm -hmm. And I like to always put it through the one person test. 
both in my mindset, both with putting something out for free and with selling. If I can sell it to one person, I can sell it to a thousand people. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, that's so key. And then thank goodness, big shout out to my podcast editor, who's going to turn that into killer notes. And then we'll have an awesome handout in the show notes. So it's going to be heartsoulhustle.com forward slash three for episode three. So I'm going to wrap it up here with two more questions because this is just so much good stuff I'm going to have to marinate on. I think listeners will too, but the last two questions I give everybody. So the first one is if somebody just listened to this and they're like, okay, cool. So first off, I think most people are going to be key with identifying maybe this catastrophic failure in my life slash business is not as big as I thought it was. So what's one thing they can do right now from what they picked up today to change things? I think the number one thing that you can do to change things is to identify that story in your head. That one statement that pops up every time you try to do something that is bigger than yourself. If you can identify it and disprove it, you're going to be golden. Perfect. So at the end of the podcast, pause it before the next amazing episode comes in. And just take a minute to identify that story and disprove it. I love it. And then the last question that everyone has gotten so far, we made it through three episodes, so it might become a staple in the show. I said in episode one, I wasn't sure, and two, I wasn't sure, but I'm kind of liking this question. So it's, what does the word hustle mean to you as it pertains to business? Oh, that's so great because the word hustle for me has evolved over the years. And so for me in the beginning, hustle was like, I stay up late, I wake up early, I'm go, 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 I'm hammering things out. And now, you know, years later into my business, hustle really means being the most efficient person that I can in the shortest amount of time. That is hustle, producing something really quality in the limited hours so that I am not up late, you know, missing time with my family, always, always working and not really enjoying life. Rachel, thank you again so much for being on the show. Tell everyone where they can find out more about you. You can find me over at rachelluna.biz. And if you're listening to this in the beginning of 2016, then what you'll find is a very duct tape version of my lead pages website. So definitely check that out. I think it's really fun for people to see what's possible, even when you don't have a straight up website. And if you're listening to this later in the year, then you can still find me over at rachelluna.biz. And I imagine it'll be beautiful and pretty and almost perfect as we are redesigning. So thanks so much for that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you again so much for being on. It's been a pleasure. I am sure that I will be meeting with you again soon. Dang. Am I right? What a fantastic set of just great stuff from Rachel. And I want to recap some of it before I let you all go away until the next episode comes out. But we talked about some really, really important stuff. And I think the biggest thing we talked about is that as far as marketing goes, your list is important. You know, nobody is questioning the importance of your list, but having a small list or having trouble getting people on your list to engage with you, that's not a big deal. And Rachel really showed us that All you have to do is identify maybe where your weak point is and just move beyond that, right? And so when you hit a point where you think something's failing, whether it's your list or your Facebook ads or your marketing, right? You have to identify the thing that you're thinking over and over and over again. So identify that story that you're telling yourself and figure out what it is that 
is stopping you from going to the next level. Then you really have to ask yourself, is this a true statement? Which I loved the way that she broke down my feelings about this podcast just starting out. You have to ask yourself, is this really a true statement? And then you have to follow it up and say, why is it true, right? So if you do think it's a true statement, why? Why is that? And once you're able to identify why it's not true and and essentially prove it false, it's a lot harder to have that false belief. I mean, you guys saw it happen live for me, recorded for you. But it was pretty cool that as soon as we proved wrong, you know, my fears about this podcast, it was like, oh, maybe these fears aren't that rational, right? And so if you can do that with everything in your business, whether it's, I don't know if my course is good enough. I don't know if my list is good enough. I don't know if my webinar is good enough. I don't know if my results are good enough, right? It doesn't matter where your apprehension is. When you can identify this, it allows you to move past this point of stuck and move into action, okay? And I love the way that Rachel said, take action, because you guys know it's heart, soul, and hustle. To me, hustle is all about the action, baby. You gotta make it, make it happen. And I think that's what Rachel kind of said too, is it's about doing the stuff that works. It's about taking the right action, okay? So I hope you guys got a ton of value out of this. I will see you guys next week or maybe in the next episode, depending on when you download it. I've got a killer interview coming up that I am super excited about with somebody who launched overseas while on vacation and did a $60,000 plus launch. It's going to be pretty slick. You're going to be really excited for it. And I can't wait to see you in a week. But before we go, a little message to share with you. So this episode is brought to you by the Hot Topics Periscope Workbook. If you are new to Periscope and you are struggling to come up with topics that convert, captivate, you need to head over to periscopeworkbook.com. In as little as 15 minutes, you can have an unlimited list of topics that will keep your audience wanting more. And also, don't forget to leave us a review. Everybody who leaves a review before February 15th is going to be entered for a chance to win one of my free training programs, either Rock Your Scopes, the premier Periscope training program, or Rock Your FB Ads, a comprehensive system to take you from leads to dollars with effective Facebook advertising. All you have to do is head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, we certainly hope, and you are automatically entered. That contest ends February 15th, and shortly after that, we will announce the winners. So I hope you got a ton out of this week, and I will see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com. 